everybody, welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Houting, back with my co-host, Christian Conway. The galaxy are the rulers of the Queen City. Yes, and I see that we have actually five additional plays since game day. So thank you, uh, everybody who listened before and apparently during or after um, your traveling. So, yeah, Christian, you actually went all the way to Charlotte. I'm not going to lie. I had big FOMO seeing how many fans were at the stadium for a historical inaugural match in Charlotte. Tell us all about it. Yeah, I mean, it was an, an incredible atmosphere. Uh, I mean, 74,497, I believe, was the final number, or around there. Um, the city was so excited for it. It was, it was, it was really cool to be around, um, and I think it was one of the more unique Galaxy games I think I'll ever experience in my lifetime. Um, it was a, truly just a, a, a great occasion. Uh, a really cool fan base, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very glad we got to spoil the party. Uh, I've been to enough away days where that didn't happen, but... Uh, yeah, a great away trip, nonetheless, and, and what a great group of, of traveling fans. I mean, 300 fans out there, uh, they were loud, they were proud. Um, it, was, it was just a great experience overall and, and, and a great advertisement for, you know, going to away days. They're incredibly wonderful. You meet such good people and everyone's in fine voice and fine spirit. So it was a, it was a fantastic trip and I'm, I'm very glad I made it. Yeah, and I'm still hoping that even after, you know, Charlotte losing both their matches back-to-back, you know, I still think (laughs) they're already going to be a better expansion team than Cincinnati, but I hope that the Charlotte fans um, hang in there because, you know, this really was an amazing, and I think the most, like, hit of the growth that MLS has gotten was... um, Chris Hagar and Sasha Kleshton being able to be opponents on the field when 10 years ago Kleshton was visiting Chris uh, in, you know, uh, the hospital for having liver cancer and for him to get a transplant, be able to continue the sport, grow in the sport. Actually, uh, the commentator said that it was even soccer that might have saved Chris's life because if he had never been hit in the ball, you know, with the ball in the stomach, um, he, they might not have found that he had a tumor and wouldn't have this amazing story. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what a moment on the field and, you know, watching it back. It, it, what what a testament to humanity and, and, and a reminder that, and I think in a weekend where, you know, I know probably we won't have a, a ton of time to touch on it. We may we may quickly touch on it in the, in the end of the episode of what the absolutely horrible scenes happened in Mexico, um, mm-hmm. in Carretero. Uh, I mean, like, this was such a human moment and a friendly reminder that, Sports really transcends everything, and it, it was so cool to see. And I mean, Sasha's the best of us, and I, I think if, if the world had more people like Sasha Kleshin, I think we'd be in a lot better better place. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think this was a really cool moment as an MLS fan to, to be in Charlotte and to experiencing it. Uh, but, but that being said, Charlotte did look really rough on the day, I will say. I was shot 21 to zero by uh, halftime. I think Charlotte is, has been unlucky. I think you talk a lot about the fact that Miguel Angel Ramirez has talked about how they've had signings that have just fallen through every single time. And, you know, Sobietsky wasn't available for this match. You know, they'd signed a new Polish winger. He wasn't here yet. You know, like, they're, they're trying to build a roster while playing games in regular season. It, it, it's difficult to do. Um, but I do think the energy in that stadium, this is going to be a successful hit for MLS for a long time. And I'm, it was, yeah, it was a really cool atmosphere to be around. Yeah, um, you know, 
the first half of the match was very entertaining. You know, I wanted um, Charlotte to have a fighting chance. I mean, look, as a Galaxy fan, even when we were up, I really was like, you know, Charlotte could totally level this. And that would be your Galaxy defense, you know, with its... Um, I don't want to say holes because I feel like there's still adjustments. I still feel like this is a uh, um, a cooking period, if you will, um, that the Galaxy are going through. Yeah. I mean, maybe Raheem Edwards was the piece we were missing all along. Like, I think the Galaxy defense just looks so much more composed. They look a little bit more calm in themselves than they've looked in previous years. And, and I mean, Raheem Edwards was was fantastic again in this game. I thought he was fantastic in the home opener as well. But Sega Koulibaly looked really calm on the ball, which is something we haven't really seen. Um, Julian was, again, imperious in the attack. It, it, it The offense, was, it, I think in previous Galaxy seasons, when the offense wasn't getting it done, it was, okay, what is the defense going to do? Now it's, the offense isn't getting it done. The Galaxy defense can hold on for 70, 80 minutes, and it's gonna kind of be okay and I think we haven't really had that over the past couple of years um I thought in that first half Kalina and goal for um for Charlotte was fantastic they effectively destroyed a midfield that could not keep up with them I thought Marky Delgado in this game especially uh Matt Doyle in his column at the end of the week said Marky Delgado might be the most important pickup in MLS in this offseason I'm starting to agree with him over the you know four games we've seen two preseason two regular season but I thought the Galaxy, especially in that first half, were so good about getting the ball into the attacking third in an efficient manner. It wasn't, you know, they never, they never let Charlotte set. And I would think that's been a problem for the LA Galaxy is that when they play teams that are like this Charlotte FC team or like Austin last year or Charlotte, or um, excuse me, Cincinnati, they were a little too indecisive on the ball. And I think the Galaxy attack, especially over these first two games against NYCFC, yes, a distracted NYCFC side, but still a good team nonetheless. And a Charlotte team that, let's be honest, wanted to put on a show. Because I think, you know, if, if you're playing in front of 74,000 people, you want to put on a show, right? Like, that's, that's the most important thing. They never let Charlotte feel comfortable. And I never felt like at any, like, the one thing I can point to is like, there was one clear-cut Charlotte chance that they probably should have done a little better with. But I think for most of that game, I was in the stands watching thinking, man, the Galaxy should have five at this point. You know, they, they were just so comfortable in the attack. And it was these kind of miscommunication moments between Douglas Costa and Chicharito and, and Victor Vasquez and Cabral, which it's the second game of the season, right? This is to be expected. I think looking at that attack, now that they have a defense that I think they can feel really comfortable in, look out MLS, this team is going to be scoring a ton of goals and might have the defense to back it up. Yeah, that they have a back-to-back shutouts that Raheem Edwards has been consistent um, in his position to assist. Um, you know, I was looking at the, the Galaxy's chances and yeah, they, they actually could have been better um, with their chances. You know, as much as... Um, you know, the, the, the first half was a show in front of nearly 75,000 people. And, you know, it's like you said, it was it was Charlotte's day. However, um, I was ready for a goal. I was ready for a goal from the Galaxy. And we don't get one until the 77th minute, which isn't troubling this early. You know, a lot of people would say, well, what does it matter right now? 
Um, but to me, 77th minute, you know, uh, it seems that subs are really playing a key role into getting sparks. Um, I mean, look, Charlotte looked completely winded um, before that first half even ended. Um, you know, mind you, okay, Douglas Costa still, as much as he put in, still, you know, there's still a little bit of a fitness issue for him. And, and I think, you know, obviously he'll get, he'll get there. He's on his way there. Um, but that's just a, you know, matter of fact of everything that MLS takes on you. You know, you're playing on turf, the travel, um, he's new. He didn't play before the, the preseason and all that. Um, yeah, I was ready for a goal, but man, what a goal the Galaxy got. It's it's so Chicharito's goal last match was a release of all the tension, all the build up of like, you know, you just you're at home and you know, you see so many chances, you're just like, why can't the Galaxy just finish? Whereas this time, okay, 77th minute, Efrain Alvarez really delivered what I can only describe as a slam dunk. I mean, a golazo and the definition of golazos, the way that ball went in the distance and just at the tip corner, it really made a sound swooshing in even. Yeah, I think if you look at the way Charlotte lined up, especially in the player position map uh, that I have in front of me, I mean, this was a standard low block, 4-5-1. We're not going to give them space. Good luck unlocking us. And I think the Galaxy struggled with that. I think that has been a, a bit of a playbook on the Galaxy over the past three years, and especially under Vanny, which is make them come out and beat you rather than necessarily taking the game to them because then you open up the spaces that Chicharito, that Caporal, that Grancier, Efren Alvarez, now Douglas Costa, Victor Vasquez all like to play into. But what I would offer is that I think in previous seasons, the Galaxy look at this 4-5-1, look at the occasion, look at everything and say, how oh, well, Neil draws pretty good here. You know, like we did, we... We went out, we absolutely battered them off the field, but, you know, we just didn't get it done on the day. And I think this is something that I pointed to against NYCFC, and I'll point to against Charlotte and what year two of Vanny has really brought, which is this, this sense of we're not going to settle for anything less than what we think we deserve. And what they thought they deserved was at least a one no win. I thought it should have been more. But, but they weren't going to just sit there and be like, yeah, you know, it would have been really nice if we could have done it. You know, that would have been really great. No, they're going to go out there and do it. And I think they, they really went out there and did it. And to your point about Efrain Alvarez's goal, I mean, it feels like Greg Vanny has become the Efrain Alvarez whisperer in a lot of respects. Because you think about Efrain Alvarez, we talked for so many years about potential. We talked for so many years about what is he going to be? What is it going to look like? And then we had Bruce Arena, who, you know, completely misused him. We had Guillermo, who had no idea what he was doing. It feels like Vanny knows how to talk to him and knows how to get in his head and basically tell him, you're a damn good player. Like, play like it. And I think the confidence that, I don't think a player that's not feeling it and doesn't feel confident takes that shot. And that's what I'm excited about with Efron Alvarez, because I've thought for a long time he's a confidence player. Does any other player that's not confident take that shot? I don't think so, outside of maybe like Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So like, it, it does just feel like everyone's a little bit more confident. Everyone's feeling it a little bit better. And I think we saw it against Charlotte. And yeah, it was a 1-0 win, but I think all of us in Galaxy Line can agree, it probably should have been more. But you're going to take three points on the road, no matter how it looks. Yeah, and I think, you know, actually Austin FC does have more goals on us. They sit in first place 
now, but you know, if, I don't care that it's only two games in. For the Galaxy to be up in second place feels good. Um, seeing the way this team has already been playing this preseason and even breaking their own records of uh, and imp- on their improvement, um, it's it's really promising. And um, I I want to start talking about the Sounders uh, that we're gonna be playing away, but I wanted to see if there was anything else first before we move into that. I mean, it's just the confidence, right? Like, that's what I, I keep pointing to about this team is, I think previous Galaxy, we talked about it against NYCFC, and I'll mimic it here. The Galaxy, every minute of that game, did, did when you were watching it, did it ever feel like this was going to get out of the Galaxy's hands? Like, did it ever feel like Charlotte gets a goal, then all of a sudden things start to turn? I don't think it ever did. I, I think it really looks like the Galaxy just had this thing by the collar. Like, it wasn't going to run away from them. They were always going to be involved in this. I mean, it's MLS, so I was always a little concerned. You know, there there were things that made me... Right, I didn't think the Galaxy would lose it or give it away necessarily, but I definitely thought, oh man, this is so mls if this ends up in a 1-1, you know? And, you know, it being Charlotte's match at home, I mean... You know, there's a 60% more chance that that the home team is going to win, um, in case you guys didn't know statistics. But, yeah, um, and you know, when I say statistics, I mean, like, math book statistics. I've got the teacher in me is coming out. Okay. Um, yeah, not, not, our, not our beautiful, wonderful MLS statistics that uh, Christian provides us every time. But, um, you know, this is, a, this is actually a team that I can see – going into Seattle and actually not getting a beat down and actually, you know, I don't know, I'm going to say like a win yet just because the Galaxy, I mean, it would be amazing if they could have a winning streak. Um, but for, for the Galaxy to be able to go to Seattle, it, it is going to be um, a challenge. That stadium is never easy to play in. Um, you know, the Sounders are always strong in, in front of their fans. But right now, the Sounders are... Um, being tested in CONCACAF and Leon is strong. And as we saw the roster right now, it, it looks like uh, the Sounders are really going for it in CONCACAF. And I know that it's early in the MLS season and, and they can do that, but it actually bodes well for the Galaxy as they go on to face a a Sounders team that actually is doing well in CONCACAF, but not so much in MLS right now. Yeah, and they've had injury problems. I mean, you talk about Nico Lodero not being 100% fit and... and- that's been a, a very long byline about Nico Ladero's career over the past two years. Um, I haven't seen anything about Raul Ruiz Diaz and his relative fitness, but you know, it, it, for the Galaxy, if you're going to go up to Seattle, this is probably the best time to do it, considering Seattle does value the CONCACAF Champions League. They want to be the first MLS club to win it. I, I can appreciate that. I, I know we as Galaxy fans would like to see ourselves there, but we're not there yet. But I, I think, you know, just kind of as we begin to preview this game, Seattle's still dangerous. And I, and I think you saw it, even though they lost on the weekend, the depth in that bench to bring on academy kids that we've never really heard of and for them to look like they're ready for the moment is incredible. Like I, That's an incredible testament to the empire that Schmetzer has built there. This is going to be a tough game. I, I think, you know, if Galaxy fans look at these first two games and think, we're headed up there and it's going to be super easy. Don't delude yourselves. Like, this is going to be tough. But if the Galaxy can play in a way where 
you know, they, they cluster those attacking midfielders and, and kind of, if you look at the player position map against Charlotte, yeah, they had a lot more time on the ball than, you know, they'll have against Seattle. Seattle's going to hound them. That's what they're really good at. But they were able to pick passes like it was, you know, picking strawberries. Like, it was, if they can do that against a Seattle team that has a lot of questions on the outside back positions, they'll, they'll like some matchups that Chicharito can get against those, those center forwards. I don't see any reason why they can't come out of uh, Seattle with a draw. And then all of a sudden we're looking at a first three games of the season where I think we all looked at that and said, Charlotte, New York City, Seattle, three points would be great, but they could come out of this with seven. And then all of a sudden, and we saw it last season because I know we missed the playoffs, but we talked a lot about that hot start, that nine game week, that nine week uh, win, winning run. That's what got the Galaxy so close to the playoffs. The importance of starting hot, this is what they needed to do. They needed to go to Charlotte and get business done. They needed to stay at home to NYCFC and get business done. Can they go to Seattle and get business done? If they can, I feel really good about the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, I don't really have much else to add on that, actually. Um, I I obviously want to see, and as the Galaxy continue to play we'll be able to to see more and more uh what's unfolding i mean if so far you're not excited or you don't have faith yet i i think it's going to be pretty clear and you know everybody's so quick to doom and gloom or even when the galaxy are doing well i see so much criticism and that's you know that's fair right i mean that's sports um but i also think like I don't know. Maybe people are reaching a bit. It's like let us have nice things and let's let's enjoy the start of the season. Well, I mean, the past couple of seasons have been difficult, is For what sure. I would say. So I think For sure. I think this kind of start and and, lo- and looking, I don't think it's necessarily just the results. I think it's the way they handled those two results because I think there was a lot of consternation in the early part of last season in the way they played because you talk about. You know, they have to come from behind in Miami. They have to, you know, kind of win a shootout against the New York Red Bulls. Austin at home was a little bit of a trickier game than we all expected. You know, like, there were these games that were tougher than we thought. But you look at the first two games of this season, and yes, it is only 180 minutes of of soccer. And, you know, we're not going to make a bunch of overarching statements Mm -hmm. about the Galaxy this year. But it's just felt so much better, right? Like, Chicharito looks a lot more incisive than he's looked ever before. And yeah, you know, he didn't score against Charlotte. Probably should have at least had two or three. You know, Douglas Costa, I thought was fantastic off the dribble in Charlotte. They didn't have an answer for him. Victor Vasquez looks to be rolling back the years. Marquis Delgado looks to be, you know, one of the better defensive midfielders in MLS right now. It just feels like finally all the finite parts of what they were missing have arrived and are starting to mesh and gel and yeah, I mean, it's early in the year and we had a horrible midseason slump last year and that can happen. It's happened multiple times, but I just look at this Galaxy team and I think of, let's apply that to the midseason. I don't think the Galaxy are going to get punked for cheap games this year. I think they're going to, of course, they're going to have games where they go out and it doesn't all come together. That's true of any professional sports team over a 36 game sample size. But it does feel like those moments are going to be fewer and far between than necessarily the absolute tailspin they went into in midseason last year. And I think that's an encouraging sign. Yes, they played a bad Charlotte team. I think we all 
have to agree on that. And yes, they probably should have won more than one nil. But look at the occasion. Look at the determination of that Charlotte team. I mean, they were not, you know, they were fighting to a last man, like throwing their bodies on the line. <laughs> the next man up throwing their body on the line. Yeah, they definitely, you could tell not just by the runs that they were putting work in, but physically. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, sure, it's the South and maybe it was super humid, but I really thought, it, you know, they were drenched in sweat. And I was like, yeah, they are hustling out there, but in a good way. They didn't look like they were wiped out the way that Charlotte was. And I and I know, you know, Charlotte is actually a young team as well. And, uh, you know, it was just, we're so used to seeing the Galaxy um, actually, you know, being... Um, you know, only one half team, but they're able to go the full 90 now where they're they're on the attack. And you can tell by the subs that uh, Vanny is putting in, you know, Grand Seer, Sasha Kleshton, um, that that they're going for the win. They're, they're going for the attack. And I think that that offense is really going to start to to build more and more. Yeah, and I think if, when Douglas Costa scores his first, they're going to come in bunches. Uh, what I would say is I think, again, you know, this is a Charlotte team that is not complete and isn't particularly mm-hmm. good, but, you know. And the Galaxy aren't complete either. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, this is a Galaxy team that is learning how to play with one another. And I, 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 I just liked everything I saw against Charlotte. And it, it did look like they were playing that game at like almost 80% speed. And it, but it, it looks like they were playing at 80% speed knowing they didn't have to get out of like maybe third gear. They knew that they could get that done. And those are those kind of games that y- you almost feel super like good about watching because you obviously you want your team to play at 110% speed every single game, right? But if you have enough players that realize in-game state, hey, I can kind of tail off a little bit here. You know, I can save a little bit in the legs for, you know, when we play in September or when we play in November. That that's that's good. You know, that's that's good. They're not going to be able to do that against Seattle. I mean, Seattle's going to come out flying out of, the, out of the blocks. I think the game against RSL that Seattle played, that was a fluky game just simply because it had that weird stoppage like halfway through the first half or near the end because of inclement weather. Two and a half hour sit, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of, you know, you know your changes your I wonder, you know, no excuses, but I wonder if that's what messed up the Sounders too. I mean, yeah, I they're so. traveling, but like definitely that weather delay, I was like, come on. You know, you're, you're <laughs> so used to the flows of the game and especially in a, in a, in a second game of the year, you know, maybe that throws your rhythm off that little bit that, you know, hey, on the day, yeah, you know, we can't account for a, a, a snow thunderstorm like that just, you know, that happens. I do think, I, oh, go ahead. I do think Seattle is going to be a very dangerous team. I know that they, we talked about them starting a pretty strong lineup against Leon tonight um, with the injuries that they have, but they can get the job done. And, and what Brandon Spencer does so incredibly well is every single person in that locker room knows it doesn't matter who you are, your age, how long you've been on this team. My expectation of you is the minute I start you or the minute you get subbed onto the field, it's 110%. You know your role. Do it well. The Galaxy are going to have to be very aware and very mentally sharp against Seattle in Seattle. It's a tough place to play. You know that crowd's going to be rocking. They always love to get up for the Galaxy. It's a tough field to play on. Everyone talks about that. It doesn't matter the the lineup they 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 field. We can't let our guard down in that game. 
Yeah, what I would like to see from the galaxy, um, you know, as much as it's nice to have depth, I actually want to see more Yovelich time. I, I understand that, you know, there might be a strategic reason for that, especially when you're already up a match. Um, just bringing in to, to, to hold that win. Um, and because, again, there's depth, there's, there's other players, right? I mean, especially Chicharito, who are probably going to get fed the ball and more likely to score at this point. Um, you know, I just am glad to see more of the Galaxy different players taking shots, um, you know, but I, I actually want to see a goal from Revolution. I want to see Grancier, um, as much as I'm glad he doesn't have to overwork himself, I'd like to see him get, get more chances um, and, and see how that is going to come together at the front. I mean, obviously, you know, the midfields is definitely staying creative so that way they're able to get the ball movement. And then the defense, most importantly, is not making Bond overwork. So, um, yeah. I think for me, the the kind of matchup in this game that I'm I'm the most intrigued by is how Douglas Costa faces against the 3-4-2-1 because, you know, if we're going to use him to kind of either cut inside and keep a number kind of creative winger 10 on the inside, post it off, you know, that kind of that midfield trio and then use him to kind of create space, what's been kind of noticeable about Seattle over the past you know couple of years since Smetzer switched into the 3-4-2-1 is they're really good about collapsing space. Joel Paolo is, is what I think one of the best defensive midfielders in the league. I mean Kellen Rowe is a fantastic midfielder. We know that. You know the Roll Don brothers have have been on fire over the past two years. How Douglas Costa deals with having a team that is more than happy to collapse into his space, what does that what is that gonna look like? Is he going to start you know back passing and back channeling into the midfield? Or is he not going to be afraid to take someone on the dribble? And I think that's going to be the big question for me as to a level of his confidence in this system. Uh, I also wouldn't surprise me if Vanny tactically gets a little funky here, switches out some players, maybe yeah. moves things away from what he's been playing and matches Brian Smetzer on the day. Uh, Vanny's shown to be a very smart tactician. Uh, so it wouldn't surprise me if maybe we don't look tactically as we did in the first two games, simply because this is a little bit of a different challenge. Um, but I, I'm interested to see Douglas Costa against the outside backs and then also that back three, uh, whatever it looks like uh, in terms of who's healthy and who's still functioning after the Leon game mm -hmm. on, uh, what was it, Saturday, Sunday. Um, I think that's going to be a very interesting kind of conversation to have for this game. And Galaxy players staying staying healthy as well. You know, as I watch our guys take a tumble or uh, Vasquez getting that leg cramp and just thinking that he didn't need to be put back in and it's like just protect him for now but also like is that is that something you know worse and you know looming ahead and and what have you but um you know this is the time this is early in the season enough that especially like you said vanny can adjust to his opponent and to to strategize that way i i think that this is a fantastic time to be watching this this team you know we we have to move away um, in a sense, from our our past, and and not be so hung up on, you know, whether it was um, PTSD from a really bad season or bad coaching or, you know, the the glory of oh well we're the galaxy and this is a standard that we have. I think 
um, you know, this is exciting. This is where your support for the club really, really matters as a, as a fan. And I know longtime fans get it. And, you know, the, we're bringing new fans in all the time. And so um, I just kind of lost my train of thought there. But I think I think you guys know where, where I was going with it. Yeah. At least I hope. I hope that you see. I mean, before this in our personal lives, we were talking about our dynamics needing to shift. And I, I actually see in a positive way the dynamic shifting with this team. Yeah, I, this is the first... Uh, this is the first big test of the year. And I think this is going to give us the, the measuring stick by which we, we can kind of judge this first quarter part of the season. Um, and, and I think they, they have an opportunity here considering, you know, Seattle at home to Leon, but they're, you know, in CONCACAF Champions League, you have to win your home leg in order to have a shot in the tie. So they're going to be gunning for it tonight. I, I just feel, you know, if, if there was an opportunity to kind of start building quickly, this is the game where if you can get three points in Seattle nine points out of those first three games, I'd start sounding the alarm bells to MLS that maybe the Galaxy are back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All for it. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this, and I, I think we have, we have exhausted all our options to continuing on this match. Um, shout out to all the fans who traveled, um, especially to Charlotte, and who continue to travel to Seattle away. I mean, y- y'all are... Fantastic fans, and uh, yeah, and thank you for listening to us as well. We will talk to you soon.